Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Welcome, welcome. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly with Shabor B I N G Bing. You heard, yo, man. What up, man? It's so cold up there. You got you got a cold down here. Fuck is going on, yo? Nigga, it was 39 degrees last night in central Florida. What is this? What is this shit? Yo, but I. Act like you're from New York, nigga. Stop acting like you're from out there, B. Bro, I've been out here six years. My blood is thin now. Me not have the same blood as me leaving New York now. <laughs> cold now, brother. You forgot what a snorkel look like, right? Nah, nigga, we don't see those out here. Nigga, you see a nigga in a snorkel, he got a shotgun under that shit out here. You better run. Girl, <laughs> they not playing. Yeah, I understand. What's man. good, though, man? Nah, I'm just chilling. Yo, fucking Royal Rumble, man. Yeah, uh, damn, <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot of fly shit, but a lot of fly shit happened last night too, man. Yes, yes. So fucking, it's very rare that we're generally shocked, right? <laughs> yeah, like, but you know what I mean. But not even just shocked by one show, but like shocked in the last couple of days. Right. It's fact. And, and yo, bro, that goes to the value of the unknown. Like, to be honest, we could talk about this shit till we're blue in the face. And right. we're really not going to know what the fuck is going to play out. Exactly, bro. On on any show, yeah. any given show. Right. And I love that. Yeah. That's the best shit. I love it. And then, you know, what's, you know what's even funnier to me is how... Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I wasn't one of those, but I could have sworn that AEW and New Japan would have never worked together because of right. all the, all these different things that they put out there, all these different elements. Oh, it's because of the owner, you know. Still, they don't, you know, they don't want to fuck with them because you know they think the young bucks turned on them, and then Kenny and those other shit, like all those lingering issues, right? Right. And it's like. A lot of childish shit, too, from what I read, bro. A lot of, like, like New Japan wanted Tony Khan to fly out there and kind of kiss their ass and because they didn't think AEW was going to do anything. They thought it was going to be a fucking... In a couple of months, it was going to be a wrap. And then when that didn't happen, they felt stupid, so they fucking got on their dumb shit. But from what I was reading, no matter what, what happened with that, they still wanted to... They still wanted John Moxie because of the fucking crowd that he brings and his, I guess, his star attraction. So I guess that Nick, I mean, I'm I'm going to go off of, he had to be involved with getting this to work out. You know what I mean? For the way that it's been starting to work out since he's shown up back at New Japan. You know what I mean? Because it kind of feels like the whole time he wasn't there, there was issues going on and maybe niggas figured it out. Whatever they did, I don't care. I'm glad they got it figured out. Because, yo, on some shit, what a moment yesterday, bro. 
Yeah, like you just said right now, what a fucking moment. And we're going to start right. from the end of the show. <laughs> right. So we see Kenta come out, right? Right. And this is after all the shit that Tama was talking. Right. And even going far enough to say, to be like, yo, WWE, holla at us. We ready to play. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, this is, this is, I'm going back to what I said earlier when we first started the show. The beautiful of the unknown, bro. You know, the beautiful thing about not knowing what the hell is happening. I mean, right. yo, listen, <laughs> Dave Meltzer was the one that said there's a working relationship happening. And, right. you know, we don't know if anything is legit until we hear a press conference, until we hear something, something from the company saying, like, yeah, this is what's going down right now. But money, you know, dollar for dollar, of course they can't compete with the WWE, regardless of how many promotions they're putting together, like the the big robot from fucking Power Rangers and shit, or <laughs> fucking Voltron. No matter how much they're coming together, Skyhawk, whatever you want to call the shit, Silverhawk, my bad, Silverhawk. Think it said Silverhawk. They took it back, son. You know what I'm saying? Like I had all those toys, not for nothing. Sidebar: I had all the silver hawks, <laughs> the silver one, the gold one, the white one, the black one, the blue one. Stop playing with me. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like it can't go dollar for dollar. But this right now, if this is legit between Impact, AEW, New Japan, and NWA, right? Like this is now. This big is real deal. competition. Yeah. Now this is a big deal. How to balance all rosters together? That's gonna be the hard part. I don't think any of this is gonna be easy. Do are we having fun with it in the beginning? Is everything right. looking great? Yeah, of course, because there's already made stories to to help this move forward in the in its infancy, which is great. Right, and we already see, as far as the American side of the companies on that. We've already had intermingling going on for I would say maybe like a year now. Lightly, it's been it's picked up a lot more. Yeah, but like you have um, people in AEW that are appearing on Impact, i.e., Private Party. They're about to challenge for Impact tag titles. You got <clears throat> Omega showing up on Impact. You got Callis showing up on AEW. You got the Good Brothers showing up on AEW. Who who knows? What other big stars from Impact are going to show up on AEW? Are we going to see Eddie Edwards show up? Are we going to see Moose show up? Are we going to see Sammy Callahan? Him and Mox got history. Him and Eddie Eddie Kingston got history. You know, yes. like there's a couple of other underlying storylines there that if you if you watch wrestling, you know, like yo, these dudes used to have a feud back in the day. Imagine they put them now on fucking national TV. And like, you know, what I mean? there's still a lot of, of shit going on. So many layers. It's crazy. And it's, cra it's crazy because it's like, yo, I don't know if people remember how big of a signing it was to have Kenta or Hideo Tommy at in NXT. Huge. It signing, was a bro. huge signing because he was the, he was one of next to Shinsuke. He was like the biggest Japanese star. Yep. He was the he was the most popular. Japanese star outside of New Japan, probably at the time that they signed him. Yes. Because he was working for Noah at the time. Yeah. So like him, like Marafuji, there was a couple of guys in Noah that was super, super popular. But not, I mean, 
you know, the and, WWE audience never like I don't know. He just never connected for some reason. I mean, he got a lot of he had a couple of injuries. Exactly, too. that's what I was gonna get to. I, I mean, feel like him being injured really, yeah, really hampered what what could have been. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But for sure, you know, regardless of the situation, you know, he's back in the states uh, for a period of time. You know, I don't know how this is gonna play out. I guess it's, right. you know, until the next New Japan event, I forgot the name of it. But him and Moxley are gonna, you know, are gonna go at it. And this U.S. title, this is what New Japan wanted to do with this U.S. title. They wanted to bridge the gap with that American audience, and I feel like they have it, especially with a guy like uh, Kenta who already knows the American market. But going right. back to what you were saying about integrating all these talents, N.W.A. got some talents there that have underlining stories and uh and partnerships with wrestlers in aew for instance you got eddie kingston and homicide right you got homicide one of the main villains in nwa right now right exactly and then you have a person like eli drake who has a lot of history exactly a lot of connections a lot of history with impact you already know right as impact champion there and they could you know bring them into the fold like that and then you have the guy holding the world title in nwa nick aldis nick aldis his look the way he is is made for prime tv facts so that that's another thing you know he already has that 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 uh history with cody rhodes as well when they were going facts. back and forth with the nwa title a couple of years ago that's right so i mean right. they, they could even use uh Alyssa k the, that's right yeah so it, it's it's a lot man and they got thunder rosa and aw they got rosa. ricky starks and aw they both came from nwa eddie kingston was just recently working in mm-hmm. nwa you know what i'm saying like ricky Starks, yo nigga butcher and blade became butcher and blade in nwa then came to aw because homie was working the the smaller one was already there with his wifey and he wasn't signed to a full deal she was and they saw that that team, uh, they were doing indie shows, and then they did a couple of NWA shows, and they got both of them signed to AW. So there's a lot of NWA, AW history there. But like, like, like you said, yo, somebody like Kenta, who's worked in the American audience, who's worked with that Florida crowd, being at NXT, who when he was a babyface, he was super over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Super over. But... The injuries took a toll on him and whatever the case may be. But all right, now he's back in America. He's healthy. He's been killing it in New Japan since he went back and turned heel and all that. And never opened champion he won already. Now he got that briefcase. Like, And then to go up against Mox, who's such a big name on the American wrestling yep. scene, who just lost the AEW title to Kenny Omega, who's part of Bullet Club, who's another link that ties in Kenta. It's just layer upon layer upon layer. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think the way that they're building it is dope, but you peeped the end of that yesterday when Omega ran up on him. He said, shut he the fuck like, up. He's like, Yo, shut the fuck up, bro. I'm not your fucking friend, bro. Like, I mean, I feel him. He didn't, he don't know Omega from when they was in Bullet Club together. Omega left and came to America, and a year later, this nigga went back to Japan. So, like, they missed each other. Yeah. But... I'm sure there's history there from when Omega was in Japan. I'm pretty sure they faced each other before, you know what I mean? And then, you know, when all this was going down, the one tweet I was waiting for, I got it. Right. Tama. He's like, Shout to Tama. He said, hey, Kenta, while you're there, slap up Kenny Oshega, middle-aged bucks, fetus, 
and the other smaller fetish. <laughs> and again, no need to thank us. Hashtag Bullet Club. Yeah, man. Yo, listen. And then the Bucks came out and said some shit like, you know, we're not trying to do a Bullet Club American reunion. We understand how, how corny that sounds and blah, 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 right? And all this bullshit. And then it's like, but that's exactly what you did. So now you wanted to win this battle royal and challenge the Good Brothers. Y'all lost, so we're not getting that. And it's like, so now, if you're not trying to do this Bullet Club reunion, then what the fuck is going on? What are y'all doing? And that's what I like, that we don't, we're not getting what we thought when we first saw them throw the shit up. It's not what we think it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? You heard Omega say, welcome to the American Club. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? Come on, son. How many clubs are there? You got the gun club? Fuck is that shit? I didn't even know Billy Gunn had two grown-ass kids. One of them looked like he got a... F Listen, you see his face? This shit all pulled the fuck back like this and shit. Then got Botox at like 14. Fuck is wrong with this nigga face? Yo, listen, but anyway. man, but you heard homie rap? No. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Fuck out of here. Yeah? You, got, you haven't heard it? No, I'm good. I don't. I'm. I'm good. Yo, I, I heard the two niggas rapping coming to the ring, and I was like, "Oh, nah." Yeah, I wasn't with. Stop biting John Cena's gimmick. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I was. But yo, what do you, what do you think? Um, I mean, you know, they got the tag match they announced for next week, right? Where do you think this goes? You think Kenta takes the U.S. title off Moxley? To let to let the story uh keep going. To have to have a connection, cause right now, man, that I think that's what's holding it together. Cause if you think about it, all right, you have you can have the interjection of the Bullet Club, but how are you gonna do it? You know, how is it gonna go down? Are they gonna come? Are they gonna come around and beat the and beat the holy shit out of Kenny and the and the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks? If they do that, then what's like what what's what's the story? Like they, there's no. There's no foundation there yet. So what they have right now to go with is Moxley and Kenta. And who who best to, to beat Moxley right now but Kenta? And then Moxley has to tell his story of, of coming back from nothing, losing everything. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. His wife's, his wife's going to give birth soon, so he's not going to really be around. So, yeah, I think Kenta takes that title off of him. I think so, too. I think he's... He's been he's been representing a, a good enough, being a good soldier, flying back and forth from Japan to California to do these lion break shows and shit and like training at the L.A. dojo, holding his briefcase, defending the briefcase yeah. like like a fucking title. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to him, bro. Give it to him. Let Mox give Mox a reason to have to come back to Japan and challenge for that championship. And I, I feel like. Eventually. We're gonna see Moxley in the IWGP Championship scene soon, sooner than later, because of his name and how much they love him out there and how he's representing the company and all that. And like, I feel like he takes this L, um, goes away for a little while, has his baby, and maybe right around when the G1 is about to start, he pops back up. Okay, you know what I mean, and makes a run in the G in the G one, not win it, but makes a big run, 
maybe beats a, a singles champion along the way because you know how that G1 is. You beat a singles champ, you get a title shot after the tournament's yeah, over. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe wins the IC title. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, you know, we don't know what's going to happen between now and the summer, but I just feel like just based off of that, he's going to be in the title picture. And, yo, Kenta's going to get a big push off of this win, bro. He really yeah. should. He, he deserves it. He really, really should. He deserves it. He really, really should. Uh, one thing I really want to see if they do, which would be a big match if it's done in the States, because it's, you know, a lot of New Japan stuff is not done in the States. I'm wondering if we get a Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega match. <laughs> uh, see, there's a lot of there's a lot of foundation there as well. There is a lot of foundation there, but the thing is, which company is going to host it and where? It could if we don't get uh like a ROH, you know, New Japan type show with AEW. Hold on, give me one sec, bro. Oh, all right, my bad. Oh shit, where'd you go? There you go. My bad, bro. Now, um, yeah. If if we don't get we don't get AEW New Japan show out of this, right? Where it's more competitive and more fought out than like the ROH and uh, New Japan shows they used to put on before. Uh, I you talking about like a WCW New Japan super super show? Definitely need a super show, and. And if we get it when fans are back, I say they go all out, bro. Don't even go to Daly's place. Don't go, yo. Listen, go to somewhere that holds like thirty thousand people. You know what I'm saying? Go to the East Coast. Fuck it. Go to L.A. Go to the Staples Center. Pack that. Shit. I mean, there's other there's other amphitheaters that they can use that are big that can hold like fifteen, twenty thousand people, but. With the COVID shit and with Japan being so strict with that, that's another thing that can hold back. No, of course, I'm just saying this show has to happen later on down the line in the year. Right, right, and it has to have people there. Exactly. You know, what I mean, it just it has, it has to have people there. And you know, maybe you know the chips are falling into play right now. Maybe Kenny Omega is going to start going around collecting belts. You know, Kenny Omega had a great. I had a great relationship with New Japan. Maybe New Japan it, it likes that likes that story for their company. You know, right? Maybe NWA right. likes it. Maybe Impact right. likes it. If he comes around and he has that Triple A belt, the AEW belt, Impact, New Japan, NWA. Well, I forgot he still got he's still the Triple A champ. That's right. Well, at the same time, I mean. It'll be one of the best stories told if told correctly. Right. You know For what I'm sure. Saying? And yo, yo, shout out to Tony Khan. Yo, he's yo, he took the the Vince blueprint from 1983 and is really he he's doing the reverse of what Vince did. Right. Vince left the NWA and told niggas, if you ain't coming with me, I'm coming after you, basically. And did exactly that. This nigga Khan is yeah. This nigga Tony Khan is bringing everybody to the table like yo, we gotta take this nigga out. I'm not gonna say Vince is Thanos because at the end of all, Thanos didn't do exactly exactly. And I'm not counting Vince out. Nah, me neither. Not with not with the tone that they've set this past year on 
constant content, not missing much, not missing any shows, still putting out pay-per-views. Now started to bring people in with, you know, the Capital Wrestling Center and all that. Getting Florida to approve them to have fans for WrestleMania. So we're talking about 50,000 fans night one or some shit. 50,000 for 25,000 fans night one. There you go. So 50,000 fans, which is nowhere near anything. New Japan, AEW, NWA, Ring of Honor, CMLL, AAA, fucking All Japan. All to put together all the shows they've run in 2020 yeah. will not touch 50,000 people, right? Well, that just shows you right there. For uh, what was it? I think Wrestle King. They had 10,000, 10, 12,000 the first night and 10,000 the second night. Something like that. Yeah, yeah they had something. Right. That was the biggest crowd that they've had since all this shit happened. And even that, like, bro, 50,000 people is still crazy, bro. That's still mad people, right? So I feel like these niggas know no matter what, especially at this time of year, it's going to be hard to compete with WWE. Yo, the road to WrestleMania is a real thing, bro. But people really start, the, they really start attracting the more casual fan around Royal Rumble time and keep niggas till after WrestleMania and then people trickle off in the summer. You already know how it go. Yeah. But like, just going off of the Royal Rumble itself, that alone it's like, damn, bro, that was such a good motherfucking show with no people. The people that won, how they did it, and now you're building off that towards April, and you know where you're going to be. You know the stadium already, where you're going to be. You have the same setup base. I'm pretty sure they already had the setup last year done. They probably put that shit in storage, and they're like, all right, we want to roll this motherfucker out next year. We ain't put none extra. Just change the year on that bitch, and there we go. This was 2021. Yeah. They already got all that taken care of, so you don't got to spend extra bread on that. Right, and like they know they're gonna have fifty thousand fans in in attendance, and so does everybody else. So niggas is like, no matter what, they're gonna get their numbers as far as this. This is their time of year that they shine. So we have to do as much as we can to get eyes on our product. They can't rush it though, bro. They can't rush anything. They have to let stories build, or all you're gonna get is, wow, that was a dream match, and the end. No, oh, what, yeah, what I came think- of it? But the way they've been doing everything, everything has been done, you know. Right, right. That's great, what I'm saying. Great they, pace. You know what I'm saying? Yes. AEW yes, has really yes. been doing very well pacing everything that's been going on, especially with Impact. And yo, listen, man, they said that they don't wanna they they don't wanna do anything around uh WrestleMania around WrestleMania time, which is now till April. But listen, it's the biggest time for all wrestling fans. The road to wrestling. You have to do something, bro. Whether whether you are, you know, a WWE fan or not, all the indie, all the big indie shows was revolving around WrestleMania weekend. Why not get some of that bread that comes in for that week? That WrestleMania week. I remember when WrestleMania 35 was in New York. Well, Jersey, but you know, it was New York, Jersey. Right, right, right. The events that were going on, there was a calendar that came out. And it was events starting Monday morning. Yeah, 7 o'clock in the morning. Pancakes and pile drivers. Yo, Monday morning. And it went through Sunday afternoon until WrestleMania. And then after WrestleMania, 
they had shows piggybacking Raw. Mm-hmm. You people were like, after Raw, come downtown to this bar. We have late night wrestling. And then Tuesday, SmackDown was still on Tuesday. They had shows on Tuesday. Nigga, they had shows from Monday morning till Tuesday night the next week. It was like over 500 or 600 events in total or some shit. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that shit online. I was like, yo, that is insane. But nigga, when they came to New Orleans a couple of years ago, that shit, the same thing from Monday all yeah, the way to the next week. It's been like thing. that for a couple of years already. Yeah, definitely. Right. So this yeah. is what I'm saying. This is why I'm like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you, even though you're on TV too, and even though you have your own audience, why it wouldn't make any sense to not piggyback off of that nigga. Everybody not going to be able to get in to see WrestleMania. So why the fuck would you not have shows somewhere localized in Tampa to attract the fans that can't get in or the fans that are thirsty for wrestling? And it's like, shit, I can't get in, but I'm already here. There got to be something else going on. Exactly. Like, it don't make no sense to not do that. And then, you know, like, to be honest, all all of this is like, yo, all of this is just coming back around events, man. You know, when he wanted uh, Starcade not to be on TV. Right. He made Survivor Series. Right. You know? That's fact. And ran it the same fucking weekend. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, just to go head to head. And, right. you know, this stuff is needed. It's just the spirit of competition. At Here's my day. Just imagine this, bro. Imagine all this beef talk and blah, blah, blah. Was It's all bullshit. And New Japan was just waiting to see if AEW could produce and do numbers. And then AEW came to them like, look, nigga, we legit. So they, they New Japan was like, I bet. When's WrestleMania? Let's do a joint show the same fucking weekend. How do we know they're not planning some shit like that? If you know they, what I'm saying? They do a super show that same week in April. Yo, man. Right. Or like the week before. <laughs> like the Sunday before. You know what I mean? Bro. Yo, it used to be like that. It used, it to, used to be, to be one, like one that. Weekend, one weekend was WCW. The next weekend was right. WWF. Right, nigga. I remember. I remember thoroughly. Fucking uh, um, October, October in your houses, and then the next weekend being Halloween Havoc. Yep. And I love that shit. I love that shit. That shit was awesome to me. We need that again, bro. We need that. We need that right now. That would be dope. I mean, it's a great thing uh, that we're seeing right now. This is something that we've been wanting to see. Just companies actually, you know not only mentioning each other, but actually not not acting like the other one does not exist. Right. Them men- mentioning that John Moxley is the U.S. IWGP champion. Right. And talking about Bullet Club. Kent is from New Japan. What is he doing here? Like, mentioning companies and titles. Right. Mentioning factions, mentioning storylines. Exactly. So it's, you know, it, it's it's a great thing. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal thing to see these companies come together. You know, o- only good could come from it if done correctly, as I said before. Right. But there's right, a couple right. of other things happening in AEW as well. We're seeing right now, like, the real rise of Darby Allen. And yeah, man. association with Sting is just... It's just been a plus for him. I mean, he was always... He always had that star potential. Right, siding him with Sting, that that just put him at a whole other level, man. I knew that was gonna put him into the realm of the more casual fan, because yo, Sting is a fucking legend, no matter what yeah. anybody says. No, definitely. That that version of him, like more, most of the people our age remember that version of him. You know what I mean? And yo, Darby Allen is just such 
a naturally charismatic character without having to open his mouth. And even when he does talk, he's still, he's good. And bro, they really tried to bring him in and have him be a, a heel. And it just it didn't work. It just didn't work. And I no, he would have to do some superiorly dastardly shit to get booed by that crowd because they fucking love him. He might be the most over babyface on the whole roster. That's oh, a lot. Definitely. You know what I mean? So I I love the I love what, what the shit with him and Sting. I kind of want them to get through this shit with Taz and get it over with already. Cause what are you gonna do, bro? I mean, you got four nick three niggas over there that you can wrestle. You can you're gonna beat all three of them and now you gotta keep it moving. They gotta figure out something with that group too, because you got a bunch of badasses over there, but they look like herbs all the time. They're being put to waste. And, you know, Taz, all right, like, of course, Taz, you know, his mic skills are great. You know what I'm saying? That's what none, bro. But it's just only so, I'll be honest, this is just me, though. It's only so much of him I could hear. It's just so much of him I could hear talk his shit and then cannot back it up with his squad. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they, they're constantly making him look dumb because he be hyping them up and then the niggas lose. And it's like, I get it. Nigga, you know, you got to earn your spot or whatever. There's other people ahead of you and that's fine and blah, blah, blah. But, yo, you got three superstars there. bro. Well, two superstars and an up-and-coming nigga because Will Hobbs is good. He's an up-and-coming dude. But Ricky Starks. Yeah, I knew, talk, I knew he was a star when he was in NWA, B. Talk, wrestle, look, everything. Brian Cage, the same thing. The look, to the wrestle, his promo game is not that great, but that's where Taz comes in. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I want them to just get through with this and then see where Darby goes from there. I want to see him have a couple of, like, just, you know, title defenses. Let's get some good matches in and defend that title and have it be seen every night because it hasn't. That, <coughs> my bad. That's supposed to be their workhorse title. When was the last time he defended it? Like, Three weeks ago, a month ago, maybe some shit. Like, I don't yeah, even it's know. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Right. Right. No doubt. Hopefully. We got other whack shit going on on AEW, too. <laughs> like that bullshit-ass wedding <laughs> and that corny motherfucking segment. I hate that whole shit. Like, yo, my son Mira too talented for this, bro. Yeah, but Mira went from one wedding angle to the next. Right. He jumped in and then this wedding. Nigga been there how long now? How long this wedding angle been going on? Nigga been the best man for like eight months. What are you doing? Like, come on, son. Whatever, bro. I don't know. And then like, it's hard. But right now, it's hard to see who's over right now. You only could read so much within within like social media. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna get no real live reaction yet. I don't know if he's over. I mean, yeah, he's cool in the ring, like. There was a point where he he was like on his A game. I'm not gonna front, but then everything just started looking the same, same type of match, same type of moveset, same type of everything. You know what I'm saying? I I don't know, man. Like, it's just not for me, for me. And I know he's talented, but it's just not hitting right now, bro. What are you talking about, Miro? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him either, bro. He's super talented. He can talk. He's funny as shit. Like, nigga, I know he's just trying to, like, be more of his own type of character and be himself. And no doubt, I, I get that, bro. But, yo, you're the worst segment on the show. And this is coming from someone 
This is coming from the same show that produces a fucking talk segment with the dentist bitch, and she's the worst promo on the whole show. <laughs> Your shit is worse than her shit. Like, fuck is that, bro? I don't know, man. Like, AEW, they got some real good things going on, but it's like, you, everything, you gotta take, you know, it's all the balance, the good and the bad, nigga. Their good is good, but their bad is fucking bad. And you flip the channel to USA and you, I don't give a fuck what the ratings are. I don't care. I don't care yeah, about ratings. I don't. I don't either. I don't AW gets eight, 700,000. I don't give a fuck. That's people putting it on just to spite WWE. I guarantee you. At least 20,000 of those people are just, fuck, fuck, fuck NXT. I'm just going to put this shit on. I'm not even going to watch it. You're, you're, lose, you're, you're the one losing out. Because NXT just continues to ping, 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 ping. Hit on all motherfucking cylinders. Tell me one part of that show that was bad. Maybe MSK's promo might have been the worst part of the whole show. Because them niggas can't talk. They were doing too much rascal shit. And it didn't. It just didn't come off to me. Zachary West used to never speak again. Let Xavier talk. You shut the fuck up. Whatever your name is. Cash Carter and fucking Raven Simone. I don't know these niggas' names. <laughs> yeah. You know NXT in their names. But B, <laughs> Cash Carter and Raven started, Simone. I don't know their names. You're an idiot, bro. Like <laughs> oh. You had an NXT, bro. That place went crazy. There's maybe 200 people in there, and it sounded like there was 10,000 in that fucking building. Yeah. When he, that nigga came out. That, that just goes to show you the star power of certain people and the connection to the crowd that certain people have. Because a lot of people was mad that he won the Royal Rumble. I wasn't mad that he won I, I didn't. I didn't see that much. Uh, I saw like a little fifty fit, maybe sixty forty liked it, but yeah, there was a couple of people who were hating, but not not like if it was another part timer. Right, 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 right. But my thing is like he he's he's not gonna be a part timer though. I know. He that him said it. So it's like that already shut half of that that crowd up. Like, all right, shut the fuck up. He's not a part timer. Now he's showing up at NXT. Look who he's in the ring with. Those two dudes right there, and Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. Yo, Pete Dunne is so good. I don't think he gets his just... just oh, hell yeah. Hell all. yeah. And Finn Balor, all he's done since he's gone back to NXT has made everyone he's gotten in the ring with look better. And that nigga just took himself back up a notch to where he should have been already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, you got that that segment. You had Edge and the, and the Cross segment. Which I was like, man, give me this, bro. Give them 30 minutes and give me this. Right? This is what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, when I seen the what what I loved about Edge is that wherever he went, he made an impact. Right. You know what I'm saying? He went through, he went to Raw. Drew tried to give him all the accolades, try to be nice. And he's like, yo, why are you being nice to me? I'm over here to probably challenge you and take your title, something that I didn't lose. And letting you know that I'm a threat and people need to stop fucking around. Yeah, he got hurt. He not hurt now. Niggas need to stop playing. They they, they forget how they forget how you know how devious he can get. How ruthless as can be wants to be, bro. This is the nigga that speared Mick Foley through a burning table. He fucked his bitch on live TV after winning the WWE title. 
He hit Vicky Guerrero. He gave Vicky Guerrero a fucking concerto, and that bitch was in a wheelchair. Dude. He's a piece of shit. All right. He took an <laughs> attitude adjustment through two tables from a ladder. Right. Remember? That that move right there is what really started his injury. Yeah. Because he landed on his ass. If you see, if you watch that shit, he kind of slid off that first table and he came down. And he came down, boom, and fucked himself up. He says it all the time. He's like, that move started this injury. After that, after that match, I knew that there was something wrong. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, he put in a lot of work. And the fact that niggas know Edge loves the business. Yes. It's always he does. something he's always harped on. So it shouldn't surprise people for him to show up at NXT. It's a surprise to the crowd. And like, wow, he's there. Yeah. And the people he interacted with, very strategic. Just look on Raw. Yeah. I want to play, play this right? clip real quick. Hold on. Good job, my son. Freshman. Welcome board. New guys like you. Good endorsement for Damian Priest from Edge. That's him talking to Damian Priest. Shit. Telling Damian Priest, yo, you impressed me last night. Keep it, keep it going. Keep yeah, man. Thing. That's a big, that's a big rub for Priest, bro. That kind of it gave me Undertaker John Cena vibes. Yes. You know what I mean? I seen that meme and I was like, that's exactly what that shit reminded me of right exactly, there. Exactly, exactly what it reminded me of as well. You know what I'm saying? And this I'm is big, what, you know, big too. So yeah. like I'm I'm so happy for this is bro. this is what this generation of not only the OGs, but the ones that are stars right now. And what I mean by the ones that are stars right now, I'm talking about like Daniel Bryan, um, Roman Reigns, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Drew McIntyre. Uh, on the women's side, Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte. Right, right. You know, keep their star power, but also give the rub to the ones that's needed. And like we seen right. that in the Rumble with uh, Bianca Belair throwing out Becky. Becky is is like the prime definition of, you know, building the younger talent so they got something to you play with. Bailey. You know what I'm saying? She threw out Bailey. She had that whole little segment for two, three weeks with Bailey. Right. Um, she her and Rhea tossed Charlotte. Her and Rhea you know? tossing Charlotte. You know what I'm like, saying? Her, her eliminations were impactful eliminations. She eliminated names. You know what I mean? And just like what happened with Damian Priest. Not only did he get that he get that rub off of Edge, right? Right. Then Miz and Morrison. That's right. Miz and Morrison plus plus that. He's got a mega superstar with him. Yo, he can we oh, no. he threw out King the Rumble. How bad but yo, Bad Bunny is a fucking superstar, my nigga. Beyond, he's a super he's a megastar. Like the niggas international album sales are in the hundred millions of albums. Like the dude is a fucking star. The nigga was doing 90,000 people stadium shows in yep. Chile and shit. Like, Nigga is a star, right? Just because he don't sing in the same language as you, he can't be a bigger star than your artist, than your favorite MC or your favorite rock band. Like, just because you never heard his name, that means he's not a somebody? Fuck is wrong with these fans, bro? Yet, no one blinks an eye when Shaq comes on fucking TNT and talks like this. You want to that man? Hey, Cody. Hey, Cody. Fuck out of Cody. Hey, soft Cody. I'm going to beat you up, soft Cody. You hear me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my feet in your face. 
Fuck out of here. Listen, <laughs> they're already saying bad bunny training in the performance center. Yep. I, I said it. Yo, him and Damon Priest against fucking Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania. That'd be great. Fuck that shit. That'd be great. And then people, some people are like, nah, I don't want to see, I don't want to see that for Damian Priest. This is gonna be this is gonna put Priest in a spotlight. Like they only hold this this spotlight when they go when they go for like celebrity matches or whatever it may be for people that could do it. Dude, we got we had a match one year at Mania with Bobby Lashley and Umaga. And I hate to say who's a part of that because I don't even want to mention we, homie's name. You know what I'm saying? Know. But that was a fly match right there. Yeah, man. And then you had Mayweather and you put him with Big Show. Is Big Show a scrub? Nigga, what about fucking Braun and the boxer dude? The Tyson Fury nigga. Or Brock and fucking Kane Velasquez. Big big nipply Kane Velasquez. Oh, man, he came through with the ultimate dad bod. I I no, 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 no. He didn't even last <laughs> more than like three good. months. That nigga was built like he was representing Fools Gone Wild, son. He was out here. <laughs> Young Cholo in the building, you heard? Yo, he, he looked like one of Kimbo Slice's fucking opponents, bro, in the hood in Miami. He like someone's uncle. He like someone's uncle from 82nd standing outside in a hot summer day. Like, yo, Papa, put your tank back on, nigga. What the fuck are you doing? Yo. You wildin'. Tank with the nipple piercing. <laughs> <laughs> My shit, I'm not mad about Bad Bunny being involved at WrestleMania. The nigga's a fan, like. He's been a fan. He knows his shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like most Puerto Rican kids <laughs> that grew up on the island, 99% of them grew up wrestling fans. It's just how it how it be. That's part of the culture. Like, so I'm not I'm not surprised. I think it's dope. And Damien Priest is gonna get 99% of the fucking offense. They're gonna make him look like a star because yo, he is a star. And yo, Miz and Morrison are the two perfect, perfect opponents for that. Yep. Perfect. Niggas need to give them their flowers. It's, yo, Miz as the mouthpiece and Morrison as the nigga that takes the bumps because, yo, that nigga is a fucking bump machine, bro, on some shit. So that like, that's going to be that's gonna be dope. That's all that parkour shit. Word up. <laughs> all that parkour shit. That nigga just be throwing himself around, man. Hell yeah. Yo, I've seen him do reverse corkscrews. Like, your body's not supposed to twist that way. Like, he's the, he can do some shit, bro. They need to let him loose. After that match... They kind of should break them up and let him be loose. Let him be a baby face. Because, yo, he can be a big star there, bro. If they really wanted him to. Definitely. He really good, bro. Awesome he looks shit. like he's having fun, though. Nah, he's... Of course, he's with his best fucking friend. The nigga's chilling. He don't got to travel nowhere. He's good, nigga. He's chilling. Why? I'm chilling. I'm getting paid. He put in some work the past couple of years on the indie. So now to be sitting in one place, collecting a steady check, you know what I mean? You're constantly in a important or, or one of the more main event storylines like you won the tag titles twice since you've been there like come on bro let that nigga them niggas just chilling bro yeah. they having the time fucking lives right now and yo miz listen let's not forget that miz still has the money in the bank briefcase yep. and let's not forget when he wants to be he can be a dirty motherfucking scoundrel ass heel <laughs> i feel like i feel like the story that they're going into now, if they end up doing this tag match and they lose yeah. and he takes the L, that's going to push him over the edge to turn on Morrison, focus on the fucking Money in the Bank briefcase. And, yo, in 2021, 
he's gonna raise the WWE championship one more fucking time, bro. You think so? Right now, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. They're not gonna waste it again with the same person. At this point, they need to just give it to him just to get the briefcase off of him so they can put the shit back for he gonna have the shit to the next fucking money in the bank at this point. And then walk around with two. Walk around with two of them. <laughs> fucking I can challenge for both titles, men and women's title. You heard? It's lit. <laughs> my girl. When she comes back from being pregnant again. Oh my god, man. But yo, but um, fucking like yo, we had some uh surprises too in the rumble. We had Carlito yeah. coming back. Right, looking like man. looking like a whole heavyweight out here. He looking like Chris Masters. He got the Chris Masters body. Yo, he always said he was a body guy, right? Body guy. <laughs> so we had we had Lana come back. Naomi right. had a crazy showing at the Rumble. Shout out to Naomi. She looked amazing yeah, at the Rumble. Yeah, um, man. Give me her and Bianca Belair for a good 20 minutes. I'm I'm good with that. I want to see them go. I want to see them go. Naomi's good. Naomi's good, man. But uh, what, what do you think about Carlito coming back? Yo, I was hyped for Carlito. When I heard the music, I was like, oh, shit. And I'm sitting here, and I was like, you know, this does it doesn't surprise me he would come back for something like the Rumble, though, because he wants the action, bro. He wants to get in the ring, like, you know what I mean? And, yo, he looked great. He looked great. And then tagging the next night with Jeff Hardy, the, the last time they tagged together was, like, 11 years ago or some shit like that. Because remember, when they brought him in, he was a heel. Yeah. And they very slowly, because he was such a good heel, he naturally turned babyface. And, like, nigga, he was someone they were highly, highly invested in. But I don't know if you remember this. Rick and if Flair. you follow, right, that promo, he was like, I need you to co-cut this promo with Carlito. And Flair was on his, like, I don't know, I'm not Ric Flair no more shit, blah, blah, blah. Nigga Vince sat there and shit on him for like 10 minutes, just you piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, me, you know who you are, you're Ric Flair and all this bullshit. And if you don't go out there and fucking do this, I'm gonna get somebody else to you. Can take your fucking bags and go. Oh, you just ripped on him. So he took all that and just turned it around and gave it to fucking Carlito. That's how that promo came about. All that shit was from off the off the head and from the heart. He just ripped on his ass. Cause yo. That nigga the week before was in a number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. He was the last, he was the second to the last person to get eliminated. And then the next week, you know, they, you know, we know how WWE does. They book you up and they book you down. They book you up and they book you down. He had another chance. He lost. And instead of like feeling the type of way, he trying to walk out with Tory and shit. And that's where Flair fucking ripped on him. But the shit behind it though is that. That was his issue. They were trying to push him, and the nigga was lazy. Yeah. And then it was on some like, ah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And then they ended up, you know, they ended up getting rid of him. But like, I heard they brought him back on some kind of like a tryout thing. Yeah, on a three week trial, either to be an in ring talent or a producer. And somebody who had uh, a strong, strong hand at that MVP. Right. The niggas is boys. And now he's, they trying to get. Chris Masters in, who's been on the indies killing it for the past couple of years. So it would be dope to see, you know, some of those guys back. Like, that era of WWE is an era that does not get its respect. It doesn't get talked about as much as any of the Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression. Yeah. This was, like, the era after Ruthless Aggression, but right before the PG era. 
So you had like a couple of stars, but not really, you know, Triple H's reign of terror during that time. Yeah. So a lot of people pushed down and shit. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's dope seeing Carlito back. Nigga, Christian though. Bro. Christian, yeah. That was a shock, bro. All right. I was like, wow. Check this out. Carlito, I think, is like about 42. Christian, 47. Uh, Edge, 49. Chris Jericho. Edge is not 49. He's 49? 49. Holy shit. Chris Jericho, 50. One of these are not like the others. <laughs> Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho got to lean up against a fence every fucking Wednesday night Wait. hard. <laughs> And he look at look at Carlito, my nigga. Come on. Son. My thing is this. My thing is this. I'm not gonna get at Jericho because of the way he looks. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows, you know, he's a little bit on more on the heftier side now as he as he's gotten older, right? Which is which is fine. That, that's the shit that happens. But but you know what you know what it is too though with him. It's not even that he's on the heftier side because like I. Niggas don't realize how big Jericho actually is, bro. Jericho's 6'2 at his peak when he was like... No, Jericho, when he Jericho's first, not that tall. Jericho's like 5'11", 5'10". No, no, no. Yeah. Jericho, Jericho's like 6'6", six, 6'2". Six, six, he's not... He's he's not... He's deceptively big. <laughs> him and Booker... Him and Booker T, when he was Cruiserweight champion and Booker T was fucking... They were like trying... They had just got him out of the tag and they was trying to build him up they were supposed to have a match on nitro this is right before jericho left and he's like i don't want to wrestle this fucking cruiserweight and jericho's like booker we fucking weigh the same and then stands up he's like you're only two inches taller than me we weigh the fucking same and booker t looked at him like oh shit i didn't even realize you were that big bro he's not little but my thing is like it he like yo, it, it's like the thing with, with, with these wrestlers these niggas like start working out more and their bodies shrink in height and expand width-wise. So he's gotten more blocky than anything else. It's like, yeah, he's a little chubby, but there's, there's nights he comes out, and I'm like, oh, shit, Jericho looks like he's been fucking doing wind sprints all day. Like, holy shit, that nigga's in shit. And then he gets in the ring, he can't do three moves. Then when he comes in the ring fat, like Wednesday, this nigga doing springboards and <laughs> all this other shit. I'm like, see? This is what I be talking about with these niggas, bro. Sometimes you're comfortable with a little gut. Let that nigga leave, leave him alone. But it'll yeah. be funny when he and comes up with the extra abs, though. No, it but it's funny because he's known to get at other talent for not looking. Yes, talking shit about Lesnar, which is bad funny. Now his gut hang more than Lesnar's shit. But, way but more. When, I, I want to know when Lesnar's gut was hanging because Lesnar's going to be. Brock, that, that run, that run, that year where he fucking split Randy open that that whole year, yeah. nah, yeah, that nigga had that nigga had a pooch. That nigga had a whole football going on, son. Nah, he was out here looking like a like a. I just gave birth to twins. He had nigga. a pumpa. He had a pumpa. Word up! That shit was covering his toto. Like nigga, you gotta lift that shit to scrub. You heard? Don't lift if you don't lift it. Child, child you in trouble. <laughs> you know yo, man, yo, but seriously, but like, shout out. Yo, and Edge said, man, he's gonna be there. He's not gonna be no part timer. He he's right. And Christian there. is back, and he's just waiting to see what you know what they're gonna do with him. He's trying to be back. You know, he's and nigga got cleared that week, bro. Yeah, he got cleared the week of WrestleMania, like a couple of days before before. before. The yeah, that's crazy, bro. But it's it nigga it's, like it's insane. It's the insane. youngest people. 
Greg, what was it? No, it's insane to see these guys, you know, at, at a later age still looking great and still putting on, like, great performances as well. So, like, shout out to Yes, them. sir. My the question. two youngest people were Ricochet and Otis. <laughs> yeah. That Those are the said. only two wrestlers under 30 years old. That I think they said the average age in the Rumble was, like, 34. And my thing is, like, your fans are going to talk, but it's like, bro... All Some of these niggas are not ready for this spot. But uh, you're not. A lot of them aren't under 30. A lot of them aren't under 32. Niggas talking about Damon Priest. Damon Priest is 38. <laughs> so you know what? He started wrestling at like 29 or some shit. Yo, dude, AJ Styles is 43. Niggas, uh, here's my thing. <laughs> this is the ultimate age thing to me. The ultimate age one that I always anytime this shit comes up, when I get into this shit, this discussion online with niggas, I'd be like, yo. One of the most popular wrestlers of all time, someone that people know to this day who's still in the business, who's still influencing wrestlers, is Diamond Dallas Page. He's fucking 70. You know when he started? When he was fucking 39. You know when he won his world, yeah, his first world title? He was, like, he was 40 fucking four. He's 70 years old. He can still fuck me and you up right now. I'm not taking a diamond cutter from that nigga. I'm good. You heard grandpa? Just chill out. You might break a hip and stay laying on the floor and then you can't get up. I don't know. Maybe he's just gonna like turn himself into a pretzel and be okay because that I'm I'm, he just might, bro. Because the nigga, like that they make too much deal about age, bro. It's not the same when it is back in the day, bro. These niggas is not these niggas is not coming in at you know, they're not training at 15 years old. Like a lot of the people that are on the indies that are coming in now. Like, they just signed a couple of guys, like, Wentz and fucking Des and Wentz. Yeah. Them niggas, I think they might be 26, 27 years old each, but they're both 10 to 12-year vets, backyard wrestling from when they were, like, 10, 11 years old. Nigga, not everybody's doing that. Nah. And look at that. Look at all the shit that they did, all the companies they went through, and now they're just getting their first break at NXT at that age. And it's so Nigga. great to see, bro. Right, they have them for their fucking prime. It's it's fucking amazing, bro. Fresh perspective on that tag division, B. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel that all the tag teams that I've seen through wrestling, you know, especially within WWE, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just not, I can't say generic characters because the characters are not like they're like boring and shit, but I've seen them before. With, you know, with uh, the Rascals, it's it hits home, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it got me, it got me thinking like, damn, that's how I was looking when I was like 24, you know, <laughs> like, and, and it's new, and they're letting them be them, right? So that which that's is a, great. That's another plus. One thing we forgot to mention about NXT, we've mentioned all the interactions, Finn Balor. Oh, John, I already know what you're gonna say. Well, my Nigga. boy Santos Escobar didn't look scared across, bro. Here's, here's, the, here's the tidbit on this, my friend. I don't know if you know this or not. <laughs> when Cross made his many, many ventures to Mexico, where he is a fucking huge, yeah. huge star, huge, huge. even as a heel, him and El Hijo de Fantasma, who's another nigga who's deceptively big, because he about 6'1", he's definitely over 205. There's no fucking way that nigga's 205 pounds. No way. No way. Bro, they had they've had matches against each other where Escobar has beat the living shit 
out of Karrion Cross, fucked him up and bloodied him. And on the other hand, Karrion Cross almost killed this nigga one time, putting him in a choke, and he lifted him up and was hanging him over the fucking top rope like that. He had the nigga's mask off. The shit was in his mouth. He had his hand like this. And he had him in his fucking choke. And he's hanging a nigga over the top rope. Cross is, is a big dude. Oh, he's like 6'4", yeah. right? But I was watching them stand next to each other, and I'm like, he not that much bigger than him. And that nigga don't look scared at all. And I'm like, yo, I can't fucking wait. Yo, you know what's crazy about that? They did that on NXT, and then on NXT UK, they had Jordan Devlin. Oh, with his his cruiserweight title. With his cruiserweight title. He just wrestled. (laughs) Right. He just wrestled Dan Mastiff, who's mm-hmm. 350 pounds, and beat him. Yeah. That's a good... You should check that out. That was a good match. I watched that earlier. I was taking a shit, and I put it on. I was like, oh, oh shit, thanks, this is pretty good. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the I mean, visual. I mean, you know, when you're on a toilet, you got nothing to do. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it was, I, was, I, was, I had nothing to do. Leave me alone. But, yo, I'm like, okay, so now they're going to start integrating the weight classes a little bit more. Because, yo, carrying Cross is no fucking cruiserweight. Nah. But Santos Escobar is not a really a cruiserweight. Look how big, how much bigger he looked but next to the stallion kid. You want to know something? If you look at the weight limit for the cruiserweight division, if if you're talking boxing, where cruiserweight division is really used, it's two twenty five. Mm-hmm. Remember WWE cruiserweight title was two twenty. Remember Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy was. 225 pounds and couldn't lose those five pounds. Remember that storyline? <laughs> yeah. And he finally got down to 220. He won it. He gained the five pounds back. Fucking scumbag. <laughs> that was a good storyline. Yo, Matt Hardy's good, bro. He's a heel, son. He can be he can be funny, bro. Like I like the work he's doing right now. I don't I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Paige, but and he could be a yeah. Karen as well. So yeah, absolutely, which is fucking great. That's the that's the great shit about him. <laughs> On some shit. But yo, cross the Escobar. I think I think this is a way to put Cross back in the title picture. Maybe they're gonna change the weight limit on the on the cruiserweight championship, whatever the case may be. Cause like he can go after the North American title, but where's the storyline there? You already have a storyline going there. Let Johnny Gargano hold that belt yeah. for a little while, bro. That shit, they're so annoying. And it's He's it's so, so good. It's so good. So good at it. <laughs> Holy shit, I want to punch my fucking TV every time he comes on the screen. Yeah. The interview he was doing yesterday had me cracking up. Like the last girl doesn't know how to ask questions. Maybe you know how to ask questions. So she asks a question, she asks another question. Then she says, Oh yeah, you're defending the title at the pay-per-view against fucking don't say the name, don't say the name, because she you said the case <laughs> you fucking grabbed the bitch. We're going to go see William Regal. We're going to watch this girl get fired. I was fucking dying. I'm like, yo, I hate this nigga. I want to punch him in his mouth, son. But that's ill. And then, and then, the brawl we got between um, Mercedes Martinez, homegirl with the big butt. What's her name again? Tony Storm. Huepa. And then Io Shirai came out and cleaned up house because she's the OG of this shit. She's too nasty with it. Yeah, I know. I love what they're doing with that right now, bro. I love that. And then, that, that yo, my match pick, is going to be great for for takeover. Oh, yeah. That that triple threat match. Absolutely. My pick for the women's Dusty Classic is definitely Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Yo, Raquel Gonzalez is going to be a fucking star there. Bro. Oh hell yeah, she's going to be a star. Bro. I just hope they don't turn her into a, like a female Braun Strowman. <laughs> that used to be his chick. Well, it is what it is. She deaded him. That's why he went through his whole phase where he shaved his head. 
This is a fact. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, man. Sorry, Braun. I don't know. He got some of that Mexican enchilada with crazy homes. <laughs> You're nice, bro. <laughs> Yo, so now that we're, you know, like off of Royal Rumble and we're on to the road to WrestleMania, we got two pay-per-view events that's coming up. We have Elimination Chamber and Fastlane. What does your role to WrestleMania look like right now? All right, we, we talked about this the other day. So the main storyline going on right now for the men's side, obviously, is Edge winning the Royal Rumble, showing up on Raw, putting Drew on notice. Drew then gets turned around and gets kicked in the face by Sheamus. So you have the possibility of Edge going at Drew, but you got Sheamus and Drew with a built-in story that's been going on for months, and that shit goes back years because they're legit friends for years, yeah. Yeah. right? You got Edge showing up on NXT, putting Finn Balor on notice. Finn Balor got a beef going on with Pete Dunne. Karrion Cross is right behind that. So I don't know if he's going to go that route. But just the fact that he showed up there to give the brand that rub, that's going to help them with their next couple of shows going forward, yeah. like their major shows going forward. He's definitely showing up on SmackDown. He's definitely going to put Roman on notice as well. And I don't think he's going to make a pick until the next wwe pay-per-view which is elimination chamber yeah. i thought it was the one that was going to be on peacock that's what which would have made sense right yeah that would have because debuting pay-per-view <coughs> on a new network major decision to be made that's going to draw people to your network right they could still push it till then um but i think that's cutting it too close to build a storyline from then to mania right so but wait um it's actually like four weeks. Yeah, it's like a four week gap right there. From when's Elimination Chamber? No, from um, what you call it, from Fastlane to WrestleMania is a four week gap. Elimination Chamber is isn't it coming up? It's, it's in a, like I'm another two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah, it's the week after the be- next, not the week another thirteen. Two weeks and then three weeks gap. later, it'll be. It'll be um, Fastlane. Fastlane, and then a month later, it'll be WrestleMania. Okay. I think he makes his decision at Elimination Chamber. Um, and then it's off to the races from there, wherever he goes. I feel like he's going to go with Roman. Um, I mean, the thing is the shit. He can go either way, and it's going to be a great match and a great story. But Roman is such the over heel, like he's overachieving in his healness right now. It's just crazy what he's doing. And Edge, no matter what he does, he's gonna be over as a babyface right now. He can never, I don't think he could ever be heel ever again, honestly. Like it's too far gone. He's been gone for too long. Now you're back and all this crazy moment. Like, so there you go. You have a super over baby face and a super fucking over heel. That's a great story right there. And then with Raw, they can do Drew and Sheamus. I wouldn't mind seeing that for Mania, bro. That'll be a nice story to build up till there. I don't know if we're going to get to there. I think whoever wins the Elimination Chamber, if Edge makes his decision to go with, I'm going after Roman, the whoever wins the Elimination Chamber is going to go at Drew. And, bro, that's now, now you're talking about more open because who wins the Elimination Chamber? Who the fuck is even in the Elimination Chamber for Raw? Sheamus, AJ, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Bobby Lashley. Those are five people off the top of my head. 
damn, that's a good, that's pretty good right there. Yeah, but this, see, this is my thing. This is my thing. This is how I want it to play out. And I feel like it works for all three brands. So we have right now, as we as we stated in the beginning of this show, AEW has a lot of fucking momentum right now. Right. Definitely. I haven't seen inter we none of us haven't seen the interaction yet between him and Roman because he's gonna put all all title holders on notice. Right. But I don't know if the interaction between him and Roman is gonna be anything like it was at, on NXT. Right. The ones that would benefit the most is NXT if Edge picks that title. Yes, right. he's going for basically the tertiary title. It doesn't matter. Like he said, I've never won that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel he can be the transitional champion that could really put over Karrion Cross. So let's say Karrion Cross does get that title, that title match again, right? He beats Finn for the title. What's gonna mean more? Karrion Cross beating Finn or Karrion Cross beating Edge? Definitely beating Edge, bro. You know what I'm saying? And then beating Edge off of what Edge is coming off of, exactly. off the injury, off winning Royal Rumble, like all that hype and all that hoopla. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. So you have that after Mania because you got to have something, you know, boiling after Mania. Now with right, the Nation right. Chamber, the one brand that is really set for the Elimination Chamber is SmackDown. If you think about it, in the Elimination Chamber, you could have Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Shinsuke, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Shinsuke, Jay Uso, you could even put in there, Big E, you could even put in Apollo. Like, these are all guys that has had either big wins or big moments within the last couple of weeks. And all of those guys have been tied into some type of interaction with Roman since he's come back and been a heel. Yo, after seeing what Kevin Owens and... Yo, shout out to fucking Kevin Owens. Woodrow. Listen. Woodrow, I know you're going to listen to this episode. Please, if you didn't watch the Rumble moments, please watch the match with him and Roman. All, all I'm saying is the three matches that Kevin Owens had with Roman Reigns in this feud might have been three of his better matches since he's been there. And, yo, in the ring, Owens is one of the best niggas, bro. I don't care what no one says. Like, he can fucking go. He's yeah, a dude. bump machine, and he's not a little nigga. He deserves a big push-off for that this yeah, year, bro. He does. He really does, man. He does. I hope he gets one. He does. He definitely does. And... You know, like I said, you could even put him back in there just to have him in the match to do some wild, crazy shit. He's a fat Jeff Hardy, bro. Shit is wild the shit he be doing. Word up. But look, you have the elimination chamber there. Now, if Edge goes that way and you need somebody for Drew, there's one person on Raw that has been booked ridiculously strong. Bobby's motherfucking Lashley. Lashley. And if you're telling me that Bobby Lashley and Drew is not a co-main event, or somewhere around those three matches, you're bugging. And peep this. Yo, peep this. Last year, Drew won the title. Who was his first title defense against? Bobby Lashley. Big Show on Raw. And then he had the program with Bobby Lashley. The two, It was two pay-per-views, right? Or one? I think it was two. Um, with Bobby Lashley, now it was only one. It was one. Yes. And he barely... Exactly. by the skin of his exactly. teeth be him exactly. and he was not the animal he is now this Bobby Lashley kind of like what Roman said to Drew when they had that match of Survivor Series 
You're not the same person I beat before. Exactly. This ain't the same Bobby Lashley from last year. Mm. This is a different animal. And yo, if anyone, and I, the word deserve gets thrown around a lot in wrestling, bro, and undeservedly to a lot of fucking people. Yeah. But if anyone deserves at least a title opportunity, it's fucking Bobby, bro. How much work has he put in this year? You know what I'm saying? The her business. And not only that, right? Helping the young, helping the her business. Like he got that group looking unstoppable. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be mad if he won the elimination. Shit, I was surprised he got eliminated so fast in the Rumble. But and I'm like, maybe they're keeping him for something. Not even they're saving that. him for the change. Already, he was already entangled in a story that has no ending yet. With Riddle, right, and right. What he did to Riddle on Raw this past Monday. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's being yeah, built so strong. Like, even if you just don't want to give him the title, yo, let him work for it. You know what I'm saying? Have have a four-way, have a, a fatal four-way match, a triple threat match. He he could he could be he could be in that match. And then guess what? Boom. The winner of this match faces Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. You can either do it at Elimination Chamber. Or just because of their story and their backstory, you could do it at fast lane and give them four weeks to do whatever they do with it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I could see them doing that. Because we know that Bobby Lashley doesn't have the gift of gap. You know what right. I mean? He don't, so, he, don't <laughs> he don't need it. He don't need it. He got a 50-year-old bouncer. Right. That's right. And that's another guy right there. 50 years old, bro. Looking like a young bull over there, my man. Bobby's 50? No. MVP. Oh, MVP. MVP's fit. Damn, that's right. Oh, shit. No, that nigga don't look 50, bro. That's crazy, bro. That's cra- exactly. That nigga's OG, triple OG, son. I read up on his shit, bro. Yeah, man. That nigga did, that nigga did time in some rough jails, bro. And the nigga... He like, did the uh, shotgun robbery shit. Clap the nigga in the leg. Like, yo. Like Billy, like Billy V. Like Billy V say, man. Fact rap, bro. Word up, that's, what he, man. that's how what he was spitting on the Hurt Business remix. <laughs> letting, letting people know that shit. Yeah, man, I could see that. I could see that going on Raw. I mean, on Raw, like, for Elimination Chamber, all right, so you got Bobby Lashley. You got to put, I guess you would put Braun in there. If it, Sheamus, if it, AJ, that's four people. That's four, well, it's four spots, right? Well, how many pots usually when they do Elimination Chamber, it's only for one one brand. They don't They don't put both brands in together. Nah, the last time they did it, they had the women's and men's for Raw, for Raw and the women's and men's for SmackDown. Yes. Uh, That's four chamber matches. <laughs> That's too much. That's too much, man. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, yeah, yeah. It was a chamber match for the Raw women and for the Raw men, and then a chamber match for the SmackDown women and for the SmackDown men. Yes, the first year they did the, the when they did that. I, I, they didn't do elimination chamber last year, so it was two years ago now. Nah, they had they had a, a women's elimination chamber match, and it was co-brand. Uh, nah, it was just it was for it was for Raw. Right. They had a so women's SmackDown Raw and a SmackDown and a SmackDown for tag teams. SmackDown for tag teams. What the fuck? Yep. So they didn't have a men's chamber match. Nah. What the fuck? That I could have swore they had two chamber. They, look, that's what I'm saying. It's it's branded. 
is brand new. It had two chambers matches, one for Raw and one for SmackDown. The SmackDown one had to do with the tag teams. The Raw one had to do with right. uh, okay. women, and that's when Shayna Baszler won, and she went to face uh, Becky Lynch at Mania. All right, so that was last year. So when they did it the first year, when Sasha stomped on Bailey's hand and she fell off the top of the fucking shit, that wasn't a Raw women's and a fucking Raw men's chamber match that first year they did the women's chamber match? Uh, I think that was the first year. 20 no, it was last year was not the first year, bro. Because Shayna Baszler was not the first winner of the women's elimination chamber match. It's not oh, it's been going on for like three years. 2019, now. but in 2019, it was a women's tag elimination chamber match. Oh shit. Exactly. And then the the chamber match for the guys, that's when Kofi Kingston had that crazy, that crazy showing. Right, and he lost Daniel Bryan. Beat that was him. all for the SmackDown side. That's what I'm right. That was on the SmackDown side. So they flip flopped it last year. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If they have two chamber matches, it's one for each brand, but not both of them are going to be determining who's going to Mania. Like you know what I'm trying to. Say? All right. So, not so if they go with that same formula, who gets the who gets the single chamber match and who gets the tag? I think chamber SmackDown, match because SmackDown has the most the most solid. The most solid on the single between, side. Yeah, on the single side. You know what I'm saying? And then Raw, Raw can get like a women's, a women's yeah. Raw tag team title match. There you go. And you know what? With the women's Dusty Classic going on right now and all these extra teams that they have in the women's division, that might not be a bad idea to do that and intermingle some of these girls in NXT with some of these main roster girls. Let's see what happens. That would be I like that idea. That's pretty dope. They're gonna do a little intermingling with, between the brands. I like that. I right, no doubt. And yeah, you know what? You're right about if it's gonna do a single men's elimination chamber match, it should be from the SmackDown side because you have more than four, you got like five or six exactly viable people that have had interactions with Roman since he's been champion that have a claim to like, yo, I want a title shot against this nigga. Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke, Kevin Owens. You can put, yeah, you can throw Uso in there too. Let's see if, you know, if Edge picks, you know, the person he's going to face before Elimination Chamber or not, let's see how it plays out. I mean, the only, the only thing we could do right. is wait and see. So they, he, did say, is your, he did say yesterday the winner of Pete Dunne and Finn Balor might, might make him choose quicker. Might. Damn, son. So we got to see. We got to see what happens. Damn, there's a lot. There's a lot going on right there, bro. That's a lot to unwrap. I like it though. I like it when it's like this. It's the unknown, baby. It's the unknown. Right. I love this time of year in wrestling, bro. I love it. This is the best time of year, bro. This, and right as they start going into SummerSlam, this going into SummerSlam and the Survivor Series build are my three favorite times of the year when it comes to wrestling because the writing and just say the whole year, bro. (laughs) Nah, it's not the whole year. It's not the whole year. It's not the whole year. Because, you know, after WrestleMania, this shit is dead until SummerSlam time. And then them niggas, they're tired from burning their brains all summer. So they, they disappear till the first week of November. And September and October be like, bro, we're seeing this match again? Do you know they niggas had this twice? They messed with the same match twice last week. What the fuck are they doing? Because there's only three writers left. Because niggas all, they done jumped off a bridge. Oh, my yeah, bro. There's a lot to unwrap on the WWE side with what they got going on. WrestleMania season is, is real. And, yo, like you said, AW got a lot of momentum going into Wednesday nights right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to see more intermingling of 
quote unquote main roster stars on NXT. I could see some people showing up there. You know what I'm saying? To give some of these guys some rub. Like they have some fucking great talent on NXT, but there's only certain people that really, really stand out. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone on there is good in the ring, but certain people stand out. Cross stands out. Santos Escobar stands out. You know what I mean? Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez. These people stand out amongst their peers. You know what I mean? So it's like, get some of these other people down there to get a rub. You know what I mean? And nigga, hold on. We didn't even talk about the women's rumble. And both our pick, both our pick, one from the number three spot. I mean, we we kind of we kind of talked about it a little bit, you know how you know some of these some of these stars was giving a rub and all that good stuff. But listen, man, we we had to end it off right. Give me God, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in a sixty winning Iron Man match. <laughs> St of right. WrestleMania. That's right, boy. That's right. Yo, listen. We've been a star. We've been called it from jump. We been yo. We both was like, yo, that you're gonna be a star. The ponytail, the whole presentation, the attitude, everything, everything, everything. And then it just got better week by week. And yo, she was a good heel, cause she was. Yeah. But the when they did the baby face turn, they did it so subtly, and it's like the people just fucking took to her instantly, and like great. you kind of felt it though, cause they did the chronicle, like they've been pushing her. They did the chronicle on her on the network, and we was like, "Damn, she got a lot of momentum right now." Yeah, she beat Bailey. She beat Bailey. That was a good match. After losing to Bailey, getting cheated out, beating Bailey, teaming with Sasha, and, and showing out. Yep. Like, yo, yeah, man. Um, I'm hyped for her to win, and keep the title on. Keep the title on Sasha, bro. Do not take it off her. Don't take it off her, and t- let it be Banks and Belair fucking WrestleMania. Give me fucking 30 minutes. Yo, give it, give them the time. Yo, this could be something like Sasha and Bailey from Brooklyn, Brooklyn Takeover. Absolutely, bro. And the, the, maybe like the personal side of the story is not there, but you can build it. Sasha in this instance has to tap into more of her healer side. Yes. To help Bianca get over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's easy for her to do. That's not a problem. So you already see where they're going to go with that. I haven't had the interaction yet. I'm hyped for SmackDown to see what happens and how this goes. Because you know, you know, when you win the Rumble, you can challenge any champion. She can turn around and go to fucking Raw and challenge Oscar. I don't want to see that, though. Not now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel you. Definitely. That would be some good shit. But here's my here's my thing with this. Here's my thing with that match. Why I don't want to see that. Yo, Asuka's on a whole nother level right now, bro. No one is fucking with her. And I don't think she's gonna lose that title anytime soon. And when the when she does when she does lose it, she's gonna lose to Charlotte. For sure. Wait, but don't uh whatchamacallit? Don't count out homegirl. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Don't count out homegirl. She could doing, be Alexa Bliss, but I just best work right now, G. Absolutely. I, listen. Character-wise, as far as the women go, no one is fucking with her. She's three or four different characters sometimes on the same show, sometimes in the same fucking segment, which I love that shit. Yep. My girl, my girl be like, is she gonna turn dark now? Is she I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I think it's coming. Then in the rumble, she was like, Oh, they go the lights, and then Rhea Ripley threw her out. She was like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, she want to stand there and pose. There's eight bitches fighting around you. You better turn around and throw hands. Yeah. What are you doing? Want to stand there looking like this and shit. The wife's like, yo, yo, the wife's like, yo, take that bruja off the TV. Take the bruja right. off. I don't want to see the bruja. Where's the brujo? Is the brujo coming? <laughs> I hear the music. She used to hate it. She used to hate when the fiend would come out. Now she's like, well, where is he? I'm like, Randy on and burned yep. him. Yep. She's like, but that's not real. I was like, I might have burned him. Is he, is he coming back? What's going on? Where's he at? I'm like, I don't know. How you not know? You're supposed to notice. I'm like, I don't work there. <laughs> He's in the swamp. He's <laughs> he had to get his dreads retwisted. That shit takes time. You don't even let that nigga live. But yo, yeah, man. Um, yeah, but Oscar's just yeah on another level. And then you got her and Charlotte with the tag team. They lost the titles. They lost the rematch. There's a lot that's built-in story right there. So that's so much going on. There's so much going on, G. Yeah, bro. But yo. But shout, shout out to Bianca Belair. It's lit. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine how those side pieces are gonna look on that title, kid? Yeah, because she definitely they they put in the moon behind her. Like, here's my thing. So she's she she got called up looking at the spot that she's in, right? So we know Damian Priest got called up, he's gonna be on Raw. Rhea Ripley wasn't on Raw. Do you put Rhea Ripley on SmackDown? Because, bro, and, like, keep her, here. don't turn her heel or anything, keep her, like, the baby face that she is on SmackDown? Man, you got Naomi coming back. You got a couple of people they might have to flip-flop. Yeah, because it's too, too many, too many uh, baby right. faces there, bro. I feel like, I feel like she needs to be on Raw, honestly, to help out, because Raw is kind of like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, the last the last two weeks, Raw's been okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you, they, the shows are only gonna get better because of you know. What I mean, the time, the time the and now I'm sure, I'm sure, niggas peeped what was going on on TNT and was like, "Oh, word, that's what you're doing." Okay, get the best writers in here, sit them down. The niggas can't leave till they come up with great TV. I'm gonna shoot them all. <laughs> Vince standing at the door well, butt naked with a shotgun like <laughs> that shit is terrible. <laughs> well, I hope everything like, goes with Vince because Vince, was, Vince wasn't even at the Rumble. I know. So Triple H produced the Rumble. Yeah, so hope says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot, but hopefully, you know, he wasn't at he wasn't at the SmackDown before. He wasn't at Raw last uh on Monday. On Monday, right? Yeah, hopefully he's you know he's good. I heard, you know, there was like some rumors about his health or whatever. And maybe I mean the dude's in his seventies, bro. You know, like no matter what, he's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> the most nobody's undefeated from Father Time, bro. That nigga's a billion and old, so yeah, you can push it for a while, but he's still gonna win. Like nigga, for Vince still showing up to Raw, SmackDown, and all these pay per views, still at this age, let that nigga miss a few. He's missing these shows because you know it's going it's about to be gear up time and. Yeah. It gets to a point where he's there and a nigga not going to miss shit, especially getting closer to Mania. So he left it in the hands of the person that a lot of people agree it should be in. And Triple H's hand to produce the show. And then you had Shane produce the women's Rumble match. Yep. And and Jason Jordan. And Jason. No, no. Wait, it was Shane. um, Yeah, it's Jason Jordan. Was the women's rumble match? Right, right. I don't know if it was the yeah. women or the men's, but I know Jason Jordan had a hand in the rumble. Uh, Jamie yeah. Noble, uh, Adam Pierce. Jason Jordan, Jamie Noble, Adam um, Pierce. Uh, Pat Buck. Pat Buck, got, Shane McMahon. a lot of great wrestling minds there. Wrestling mind, yes. Yes, yes. They got a lot of good people that were 
like they weren't superstars, but niggas are still resting minds, bro. You know what I mean? Like real good resting minds. So but people are shitting on the women's rumble. I thought it was good. I don't know. I was entertained as fuck. I thought it was good. You know, men's rumble was was better, but I was I was still entertained. But yeah, man, bro, this this time of year is crazy. There's so much shit going on right now, bro. Fucking Super Bowl. It was Royal Rumble, Super Bowl coming up this week. Then fucking AW got a show coming up in what is it? March's Revolution or the end of February? February, yeah, end of February. And then the week after, the mat. No, that's just the thirteenth. Was isn't it? No, that's the Impact show. That's the thirteenth with that crazy ass. Yeah, yeah, with that crazy stipulation with like nineteen people (laughs) in the match. Yeah. So yeah, man. a lot. I'm gonna that though. A lot. It's a lot going on right now. Yeah, man. Wrestling's crazy this time of year. I love it. <laughs> Yo, uh, have you heard anything fly that we could play? Uh, I'm actually waiting for the Conway joint to drop at midnight. Mm. Uh, yes. but honestly, what I've been listening to, Ooh. I've been listening to that. I that think conflict the soundtrack. What what soundtrack? What? The conflicted soundtrack. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played yeah. stuff over that. Now yeah. I think I played um, this joint already. Um, have I? I'm not even sure. No, I didn't. The Peter Rosenberg track with uh Flea Lord and Stovegard Cook. Oh no, nah, I haven't heard that. Oh, you kidding? Stovegard Cook is nice, bro. You haven't heard it? Nah, I haven't heard it. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, throw that shit up. I'm about to check that out. Yo, I heard. Yo, <laughs> shout out your man Dave Schmelzer and the other fucking Come Mielda. I'm not even gonna say his name. Hating as they always do on anything WWE does. Not even talking about the matches. Talking about all the in between shit, nigga. It's a three hour show. You gotta do in between shit. Yeah. And then saying, oh. That Rosenberg paid to win the twenty four seven title, <sighs> nigga. How you know that? <laughs> Who told you this? Uh, it's it's word around the street. As as word around said. these nuts. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yo, hold this on. This is the shit with these niggas, bro. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I take them the things that they say very like out of like a hundred words that he might write. It might be like seven that is truthful. That's not enough for me to believe you. Like I'm sorry, I just can't. I'm I'm just nah I'm not with it at all, bro. bro I let Rosenberg live. I got something that might make you feel good. Let me let me just uh let me just play a snippet of this real quick. Gonna play mm. that. I'm gonna play that right mm. there. <laughs> Make a sleep on my boy Flea, man. Yo, Rosenberg Flea coming nice. out with an album. Oh, that's what suck. Yo, you already know that. Yeah, he gonna have some joints on there, bro. Oh yeah, because you know he like his street shit. Exactly. Exactly. But oh, this was episode 140 of the 20 by 20 podcast. 140 and Lex out in this motherfucker, son. Where? And I'm 40 at them Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Yes, Nathan sir. McFly. 
Your boy B-I-N-G Bing, you heard. Shout out to the Nation of Domination. Shout out to <laughs> Los Boricuas. <laughs> and we out. Storyline tees, go get the fly shit. Peace. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. I like this beat right here. Uh-huh. Let me drop. Tied down, letting the sun in, up to 110. Chopper in hands, that'll make a nigga lung spin. Cruising up the coast, yeah, they choosing us the most. Takeover's complete, I'm using music just to boast. Violent fools, straight up all masters in my talent pool. Nonchalant attitude, bouncing around in Malibu. Legends happening, hot weapons by the bench. Lord, I used to cook the coke, and now I chef inside my pen. Sipping Gatorade and Henny, why you twisting up the skinny? Dying cause you lying, and you living just to envy. scary, 30. Six shots up in the six series. Play near me, patch over eye like I'm Nick Fury. Promises is kept, been shining since the Jets. And I'm killing it with fashion and designer shit to I'm death. Killing yeah. it with fashion, Man, I'm killing it with fashion and designer shit to death. The young boy screws loose, they done stripped the bolts on him. Should have never sent him to pick up the work for him. Sprayed the park and had my shit inside the car. Marcus Smart Boy was shooting with a 36 on him. Said if he wasn't in a rush, they was all goners. Tech cursive on the jets, he was gonna show John. They were sleeping on the guard, then it dawned on him. What? My mic game's different, I'm Bob Bark. My wrist spin like the wheel, my nigga still in the field. I got busy this year, stop hating, nigga, you see it. Fuck 50 on your face now, nigga, you see him. The John Geigers is teal. Strings wrap your ankles when I think back. I'm thankful because the first hit I made was with the baking soda. Apron over the East St. Laurent with the AP on them. Last bricks I had, they stamped the bad boy baby on them. Stop.